Let me tell you, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad you made the effort to be here today. Uh, for sure, today is a different day, a different world uh, than we met in just a week ago. Think about all the things that happened just in the, in the course of a week. Uh, and our men's lunch, we're going to take a couple of weeks off, maybe two weeks or so. Uh, I imagine it's going to get hard to get groceries and, and harder to get all of our food together. So we're going to take a couple of weeks off. It's going to be shorter rather than longer. And we'll let you know when we're going to start back. Uh, but I'm glad that you're here today because today is a different world uh, than just a week ago. Think about today. Uh, watch today. Listen today. People are scared today. Uh, people are panicking today. Uh, stores are out of stuff, and that's absurd. Toilet paper's gone, hand, hand cleaner's gone, potatoes are gone. Uh, the stores are out of stuff, and there is fear in the air. And I look around, there is actually fear in the air. And because there is fear in the air, uh, there is anger that goes with that. There is division that goes with that. There's hatred that goes with that. And understand, anytime you find fear, those are the things that are going to travel with it. And so you see folks, and they're turning against each other, and they're, they're angry with each other, and they're dividing up into camps. Uh, that's because there is fear in the air. And, and really in the midst of that, um, people do not know where to turn. People do not know where to look. And here's a big one. People do not know what to believe. Uh, I, I, I watched now in the last few days, uh, there is more false information out today, and I think that's a whole lot of the things that are going on with the fear. There's a whole, a whole bunch of false information, uh, really just rumors uh, that are floating around, and, and it's hard to know what to believe. You see this study, or you see this statistic, or you see this news agency, and you're really not sure what to believe. And so here's what I think. I think we are wondering where to turn. And that's, that's this day. People are fearful. There is a panic that is set in. We're not sure what to do. And we are wondering where to turn. Well, I'm glad you're here. Listen very carefully to me today. Hear this. We turn to God. We turn to God. I want you to hear that and I want you to be sure of that. I'm afraid you watch our responses. We've lost that. Our nation has lost that. I'm going to tell you, I'm scared even some of our churches have lost that. We, as followers of Jesus Christ, we turn to God. This week, hear me, understand this, be sure of this. We are not lost this week. We are not without hope this week. And I want you to know this, we are not without direction this week. Well, what are we going to do? What do we do here? We are not without direction this week. As followers of Jesus Christ, we turn to God. Understand that. Be sure of that. Be resolved in that. Now, with that said, listen, we're going to turn to God. We're going to take a couple of weeks off. Uh, but but, I, but before we do that, today I want to give us our marching orders in these days. You're sitting here and you say, well, I'm not sure what to believe I'm not sure where I'm going to get my information. I want to give you from God's word your marching orders in these days. What do we do? How do we act? How do we respond? Here are your marching orders in these days. Now, I'm going to show you a verse. Uh, the verse is found in 1 Peter. And I, I think it's important to understand the context uh, that the verse exists in. Understand where we're going to find this verse today. The church is suffering for the cause of Jesus Christ. Uh, 
And that's, that's the immediate context. Uh, there is extreme hatred uh, toward the followers, the believers, the church of Jesus Christ. And it is a hard time for the church. And so understand, that is the context that we find our verse. It is so much of a hard time that it has become easy to lose hope. It is so much of a hard time that it has become easy to get distracted. It, it is such a hard time going on in their context that it's easy to want to strike back. You know what? We don't deserve this. We hadn't earned this. And to take up their cause and to strike back. And so in the context of our verse today, the church needs direction. In the midst of a tough situation, a seemingly hopeless situation, the church needs direction. Well, guess what? God in his grace, he speaks. He finds the church and it's tough. It's stacked against it. He finds the church, you know what, it's easy to lose hope. It's easy to, to lose sight. And so God in his grace speaks to the church. Well, understand this today. Right now in the church of Jesus Christ, it is easy to lose hope. I watch this stuff and you think, you know what, man, this world's turned a corner and it's not ever coming back. It's easy to lose hope. I want you to know it is easy to be distracted today. And, and what about this? And what about that? And it's easy for us to be distracted. And listen, in the midst of that, it's easy to want to respond incorrectly. You know what? I want to take up my cause. You know what? I want to do my thing. And it's, and it's easy in the midst of that to want to respond incorrectly. Well, listen to me. God speaks to us today. That's why I'm glad you're here today. Listen, God speaks to us in this circumstance. Oh, it seems like it's hopeless. Oh, I'm not sure where we're going to turn. Listen to me. God is going to speak to us today. Well, that's the context of the verse. It's just one verse today. Our marching orders for living in these days. It's found in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. Now listen, I'll read you the verse. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 15. But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. Now listen to that again. In the midst of this dilemma in their church and the hardship in their church and the hopelessness that is setting in their church, here's what it says. But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. Our marching orders today. What do we do? All right, our marching orders today. The end of verse 14, it says, do not be troubled. Verse 15 says, but. Do not be troubled, but. All right, here's our marching orders. Listen to this. The first thing is this. What do we do living in these days? The first thing is this. Sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. Now the word sanctify means set aside. That's the literal translation. It is to set apart or it is to place. And so we are to sanctify Christ as Lord in our hearts. We are to set apart, we are to set aside Christ as Lord in our hearts. Now be very sure, hear me today, our only hope today 
is that Jesus reigns in, as Lord in our hearts. I want you to be sure of that. Listen, we don't have 10 hopes today. We don't have 20 hopes today. We don't have a hope and a government today. Our only eternal hope today is that Jesus reigns as Lord in our hearts. Set aside Jesus as Lord. Make Jesus Lord in your heart today. Now, I want you to be sure of this. You will have no peace unless Jesus is set aside as Lord in your heart. And I, I, you can look and you can look and you can try to get all the good news together that you can assemble. You will have no peace if Jesus is not set aside as Lord in your heart. I want you to understand this. You have no future if Jesus is not set aside as Lord in your heart. I want to tell you, you may escape this. This may blow over. I don't, I don't know. It may blow all the way over. But I want to tell you, you have no future if Jesus is not set aside as Lord in your heart. You will have no victory. You have no victory if Jesus is not set aside, sanctified as Lord in your heart. Now what that means is you'll live in defeat all of your days. You will die in defeat and you will spend eternity in defeat. There will be no victory from you if Jesus is not sanctified as Lord in your hearts. Now there's two parts to that first thing. Some of us here... It may be for the very first time that you set aside Jesus as Lord in your heart. And what that means is, you know what you need to do today? You need to get saved. You need to put your trust in Jesus Christ today. You need to see who Jesus is. You need to see that he's the Savior for sin. You need to see that he's the Redeemer from the cross who paid your price on the cross of Calvary. You need to see he is the way to the Father, the only way that we have to have peace with God. And because you see him as those things, you need to make Jesus Lord of your heart for the first time today. There's some of you here today, in this room today, that need to settle that today. You need to trust Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior today. That's part of this. There's some here today that need to trust Jesus for the very first time. But there's some of us here, maybe many of us here, that we need to be reminded today that Jesus is our Lord. And we need to be reminded today that we're to give him the place of Lord in our heart. Now what that means is he's going to be where we look. Why are we looking all these other directions? We're going to look to him. He is the Lord. He's going to be who we look to. I don't need to look to all these other folks, all these other places. I'm going to look to Jesus. He is the Lord of my heart. He is the one that we will follow. Listen, I, I think these are just the birth pains. I think this is just the start. I, I, I don't know what the future is going to hold. I'm not some kind of prophet like that, but let me just tell you this. I think this is just the start. And you're going to have to decide today, are we going to follow the world? Are we going to compromise with the world? Or will we follow Jesus who's been set aside as Lord in our hearts? First part of our marching orders today is this. As we move forward, Jesus must be Lord in our hearts. He must be sanctified, set apart as Lord in our hearts. We cannot make it with a divided heart. We, we cannot make it with an unsettled heart. I, I think that's why people are going so crazy today. They think they're going to put a foot over here and that's going to be my hope. 
and I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. At least I'm going to say that. But then I've got to turn and make sure everything lines up with what everybody else is doing. You will not exist with a divided heart. It must be settled. The first thing is this. Set aside Jesus as Lord in your heart today. That's the first marching order. Second marching order is this. Let your hope show. Let your hope show. Now, I'm going I'm to show you where I get this. The verse says, defend your hope. We're going to go through that in just a second. Defend your hope. Well, let me just tell you, if they cannot see your hope, you're not in a position to defend your hope. If you're foul and ugly and depressed and rude and upset and panicking, the world doesn't see any hope in you. And if they cannot see your hope, you are not in a position to defend your hope. Because you know what? They know you don't have any hope. I want you to be sure of this. And I, 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 I want to broadcast this. And I want you to broadcast this. And we need to be very sure of this. Today, we have hope. And it has not changed. Well, hold on a minute. It looks a lot different than it did 7, 14 days ago. Our hope today has not changed. And let me tell you the reason. The reason is because it was never in a situation. The reason it hasn't changed is because it was never in a condition. Conditions can change. The reason we have hope today is because it was in a person and his name is Jesus Christ and he has not changed. And so we have hope today. Listen, we have hope today. Man, I, I want to tell you this. We need to get our heads up. Listen, as followers of Jesus Christ, we need to get our heads up. We need to smile a little bit. As followers of Jesus Christ, our hope stands today. We need to put a smile on our face today. We need to get a, uh, our heads up with a smile on our face. Let me tell you this. As followers of Jesus Christ, we need to get out of the circle of gossip. Man, some of us are feeding this thing and, and, and adding gas to this thing. And I, I've watched this. It is like we are bent on one-upping each other with bad news. And I'll watch somebody and they'll have bad news. And somebody says, well, watch this. I'm going to top that bad news. And they, they come in and they, they grit their teeth and they give us a different set of bad news. You know what I heard? I, I heard the other day we're all going to get sick. There's no way to stop this thing. And it's the most contagious thing ever. And we're all going to get sick. And somebody else said, you know what? I, I heard we're all going to get sick today. It's faster than they thought by noon. We'll all be sick. You're going to be sick. There's no sense going to the store. You're going to be sick today. And then somebody said this. You know what? If you get sick and you get sick today by noon, they're going to turn your electricity off because the disease will travel down the wires and get everybody else sick. <laughs> Friend, hear me. If you put your faith in Jesus Christ today, hear me. You are saved. You are redeemed. You are forgiven. You are secure. You are purchased. You are loved and you have hope in Jesus Christ. Of all people, we ought to let that show. Listen, this is our chance. These are our days. Jesus says, let your light so shine before men. Let your hope show. Second marching order is this. Let your hope show. Let your hope show. Hey, it's going to be fine. Hey, our, our Savior rules. Hey, you know what? Nothing's changed. Let your hope show. Our marching orders. First one is this. Sanctify, settle, settle Jesus Christ as your Lord. Sanctify Christ as your Lord. Second thing is this, let your hope show. And the third thing is this, and I want you to watch. 
It goes hand in hand. And this is why he tells it to the church. Tell people of your hope. You see, it's not enough to to let your hope show if it's a false hope. You tell people of your hope. The verse says, always being ready to make a defense. Now listen, to everyone who asks you, see how this is playing out, to give an account of the hope that is in you. Listen, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you to give an account of the hope that is in you. Here's here's what's going to happen. They're going to see you, and they're going to see that hope. And they're going to ask you, listen to this, to make a defense is what the Bible says. What a crazy word. Isn't that kind of a weird word? They don't say, tell me about your hope. They ask you to make a defense of your hope. Now, what that means is, I want you to see this. It means they're leery of your hope. It means they're skeptical of your hope. How in the world do you have hope? Friend, there is no hope. There's not any hope. Do you hear the news? There's no hope. And if it's not this, it's going to be something else. You can have no hope. You're not able to have a hope. How do you have a hope? And listen, you're going to have to make a defense of your hope. And so the third marching order is this. And boy, what an opportunity we have. It is to tell them. How do you have hope, brother? How do you have hope? How do you have hope in the midst of this? Your job's probably going to be lost. How do you have hope? The economy's going to be shot. How do you have hope? Our third marching order is to tell them. And you say, well, what in the world am I supposed to tell them? Here's the deal. We don't need the Center for Disease Control to know what to tell them. We don't need the World Health Organization to know what to tell them. I don't need a committee to vote and to panel and discuss and to take a vote to know what to tell them. Here's what we tell them. What do you tell them? Here's what you tell them. You tell them we have a Savior. And you tell them we have a Savior for the problem of our life and the problem is not a virus. Tell them that our problem is not a virus. Our problem is not the economy. It's not the government. You tell them our problem is sin. You know what the problem is? The problem is sin. That's what the problem is. All the way back to the start, the problem is sin. You tell them, you know what? Sin is our problem. And you tell them sin ruins us. You tell them sin makes us greedy. Sin destroys us. Sin ends in death. It messes up our homes, our marriages, our churches. You tell them the problem is sin. You tell them the biggest problem is sin is it breaks our relationship with a perfect God. You tell them sin is the problem. But friend, you tell them sin is the problem. But you tell them Jesus is the remedy for the problem. And you tell them, you know what your opportunity is in these days to say what Jesus came and he lived a life and he never sinned. Not one sin did he ever commit. What we couldn't do, he did. He never sinned. And you tell them, you know what, because he didn't sin, he goes as the Savior, the Lamb of God to the cross. And he carries our sin. The Bible says he becomes our sin. He takes our shame, our sin, and as the perfect Lamb of God, you get to tell them he took it to the cross and he paid for it and he settled it there. You tell them just all those sheep where their blood ran out as a sacrifice, his blood ran out, but this time it was the divine, perfect lamb of God. And you tell them with that penalty paid, they pulled him off of that cross. And you tell them he was dead. You get to tell them he was dead. Jesus, the Nazarene, he was dead. They took that body and it was dead and they wrapped it in grave clothes and they, they placed it in a grave. And then friend, I want to tell you the greatest news you'll ever get to proclaim is this, you tell them. You tell them on three days later, 
as the first beam of sunlight. Go read the account. As the sun came up, as that first beam of sunlight, as it topped that hill, as it went over that horizon, there was a graveyard in Jerusalem. And there in that graveyard, there was a tomb and the tomb was empty. And I want you to tell them it wasn't empty because he was gone. It was empty because he was alive. Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here for he is risen. You tell him our Savior has risen from the dead. He paid the penalty for sin. He stands as the risen king. And you tell him not of any work will they ever do, but by faith in that, they can be saved. What an opportunity. That's what you get to tell them. Brother, how do you have any hope? Let me tell you. Oh, you hit the right guy. Let me tell you about my Savior, Jesus. And so listen, we have our marching orders today. You walk out of here as a follower of Jesus Christ and you sanctify Jesus Christ as Lord in your heart. If you've never put your trust in Jesus, listen, friend, you settle that today. You trust Jesus as the Lord of your heart. And then you walk out of here and you let that hope show. You smile and you let that hope show. And then here's the deal. You tell people of the hope we have in Jesus Christ. Friends, we're not without direction today. We have our marching orders. All glory be to Jesus Christ. Amen. I'm going to ask if you'll stand, please. Some folks may ask, why does the church need to meet? Let me tell you why it needs to meet. I feel better already. We have a Savior. We testify together. His name is Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Father, we come and I'm thankful for a hope that endures today. I'm thankful for an anchor that has not slipped, that has not moved, that has not slid. I'm thankful for peace that we're not looking for, but that is given to us. And I'm thankful that all of those are tied to the Savior we have in Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray for the men in this home, in this room. I pray as they go back to their wives and to their jobs and to their kids and to their friends, that they wouldn't go all beat down, that they wouldn't go directionless, but they would go filled and powered by the Spirit of God, led by the truth of His Word, and they would proclaim a risen Savior, the hope we have in Jesus. Lord, I pray for this situation. Not one thing can I do for it, but I turn it over to you, and I know you're faithful. And I know you're trustworthy and I know you're wise. I know you're gracious and I know you're kind. And Lord, I pray the, the result of COVID-19, the coronavirus, is that Jesus Christ will be preached, proclaimed, and received in this world. That's what I pray the result is. Lord, we give it to you. We trust it to you. I pray for the homes here. Bless them. I pray for the men here. Lead them. And I pray that every, every step, every breath of it, would point glory back to you. We love you, Lord. We praise you. We thank you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen.